Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Big 12 boys are back. Josh Neighbors, Robbie Triano here on the Big 12 Watch and on today's show, the college football playoff. It's going to 12, Robbie. It's been at 12 for a day, and they're already trying to make it 14 or 16. Uh, and the SEC and Big Ten want some more spots. They try to basically ruin this thing already. We'll talk about that. Also, the college football video game, EA Sports. They just Is it CFB 25, whatever they're calling it? Um, we got some announcements on that today. We'll talk about that. And then also a look at the dominance of Big 12 basketball as well. Once again, Big 12 Watch. You all can find us wherever you all get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, and also leave your comments. And then also uh, find us on X slash Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Robbie, I was at 54% on the year for football picks, which against the spread is making money. And then uh, this year I am like 14, 14, and four in basketball. I mean, I just cannot. I am I am 500 which is not making money, obviously. So uh, just right down the middle this year. It's it's a hard league to figure out. Yeah, this basketball league, like even I, I like I've been kind of detached from it somewhat, but just like following along, like, wait, Kansas is bad this year? Okay, like Baylor's a good team. Baylor some nights, like, they, like this league is just like there's no stable force besides Houston's really good and they have three conference losses. So that just shows like this league is just ridiculous right now. It is. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Let's talk about some uh, announcement. We, we've been over the fact that we're going to a five plus seven, 12 team playoff format. But the thing is, there are still meetings happening right now. And they're, they, they just got the 12 approved. They're discussing 14 now uh, in 2026. And also how that would look. Uh, this is the Big Ten and the SEC leading this effort. And so, Robbie, this kind of gets to a big uh, – this is like a big point, uh, obviously. Uh, but I think the, the greater point is about we have to ask ourselves why we like college football. Because the one thing that's that's pretty obvious is that people, Americans, love American football, right? The NFL is the most popular television product in the world – or in the country, once again, if you look at the most televised events, uh, most of them are football games in the top 100. Uh, a majority of like 80, some of them are NFL games. I think 90, some end up being football games in total. Uh, but college football, it's the second most popular American sport. It is not the pros. And when I think we say that, you know, you have to realize like what makes college football liked, what makes it different. And so, I think to me, number one is regionality is big. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think the fact that like regionality is important, the fact that we have all the separations important, but the fact that it's all tied together in division one, right? So K-State, you know, doesn't run into Alabama very often or TCU doesn't play Michigan very often, right? But TCU can play Michigan in a college football playoff and they did beat them. I know there've been a lot of, you know, they didn't beat Georgia, obviously, but to me, it's one thing that I think, but all of this, like, 
I, I, there's such a big push for big matchups and whatnot, but I think that sometimes we forget what makes big matchups big is the fact that we don't get them all the time. I think the fact that we don't get Michigan, we got Michigan and Bama in a playoff game in the Rose bowl. Those four things had to happen together. And so if you, if you start going with a super league approach, <coughs> those games each week become more common. And I ask, why should anybody in big 12 country care about Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, Oregon each week? That's kind of where I go with all of this. What are your thoughts on a, a super league and also a 14 team playoff? No, definitely. And like adding on about like what makes college football great is like, yeah, you have the NFL, but those are major cities. You have like your New York and you have Dallas and obviously like TCU's in the Dallas Fort Worth area. But like those are major cities across the entire country. What makes college football great and what makes the Big 12 great is that those communities are not the major part of America. Like those are like little unheard, unseen fabrics of this country that span far and wide and that's why this country and this that's why that's why this country that's why college football is so amazing because we are now getting these little communities voices heard through college football like manhattan kansas you have ames iowa all provo utah like these are amazing places in college football and you make a great point of like if there is a super league and let's say let's just say the big 12 the big 10 and the sec just split off and do their own thing like, what is going to make a Kansas State fan care about that if they're not going to be in the party at all? What's going to make anybody care about these matchups if it just doesn't involve you or if you know you're screwed or you know you never have a chance or know that even the teams that you are competing against, like, let's say, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a great team in college football, but if they can't compete for a national championship, like, you can't even watch a root for a Big 12 school in that. So that's where I think the Super League, like, I think it is going to happen one day and it is kind of happening with this new college football playoff. If we're just going to have eight of the 12 or not eight of the 12, but like seven of the 12 or eight of the 14 teams be from these two power conferences. Like, yes, they're probably the best, you know, teams because of like the resources and the coaching and all the players that they have. But like, why take away the opportunity and take away eyeballs and make people in these other communities not care about college football. And that's what I'm worried about. Right. So like you're, if you begin disenfranchising part of the fan base, you have to think, and I, I kind of use K-State as a good example of this. Like if you're a K-State fan, why would you care about Alabama and Clemson if you can't play them? And also, Hey man, like that's not like Alabama Clemson is not the highest level of football. It might be the highest level of college football, but I can watch my Chiefs on Sunday. Yeah, so, to, to join in real quick as well, like if you're a diehard college football fan, you're going to watch those things because you love the sport. But if you are someone who is like a fringe fan or like maybe your team isn't as good or just like you're a casual, like you're not going to grow the game that way, especially if you're from Kansas or any other part of the country. Like if you're in, let's say, Idaho or if you're in Wyoming, and I understand that's not a major population, what is making you care about Alabama? What is making you care about Michigan? There's nothing. There's nothing at all. And you have to think too, it's like, well, do we need those people? Well, you're sure on its face. No, but you start taking away so many of them. Right. I mean, think about this. Like if we're telling the ACC minus Florida state and Clemson, which I believe will ultimately be allowed into the super league, whatever. If you're like, Hey, you know, the fan bases will add up essentially, right? Louisville Pitt, uh, you know, Boston college is not big, but like Boston college, Syracuse, wake forest, uh, Georgia tech, 
um, you know, Virginia Tech or Virginia or whoever else is like, if you start telling enough fan bases, hey, it don't matter, like you start actually removing solid chunks of people, solid chunks of viewership. And so, yeah, like if you're a K-State man, I'm going to watch, <coughs> excuse me, Kansas State, then I'll watch whoever Kansas State is going to end up playing, right? So if K-State can only play Oklahoma State and Iowa State and whatnot, I'll see what happens with them. And also, no, I'll watch my Chiefs on Sunday because that's that's the best level of football I can watch. And so that's a part of this where it's like you are, you're starting to tear at the fabric of, of the sport. People are blaming NIL and the portal for this, and I think they just happened at the same time. That's not why this is happening. NIL had to happen, and the portal had to happen because there is no way you could justify an $8 billion television. And the funny part about it is actually, too, the kids actually don't see a dollar of it, right? But the rumored $8 billion TV contract that ESPN gave, it's hard to justify that if it doesn't feel like the kids are getting something. And once again, the ironic part is the kids aren't actually getting any of that TV money. Oh, well, they get the education. I always make this point, man. Like they have to give you the education. You can't just work at McDonald's and play football in college. You have to go to school. Like they have to do that to keep you eligible. Um, that's kind of the, you know, like student athlete thing. Like you, you have to go to Ohio state to play at Ohio state. You can't, you know, go to Michigan and play at Ohio state, or you, or, you know, you can't work, you know, in an Arby's and play at Ohio state. Like you could actually they don't even let you do keep a job. So, you know, like that, like that's kind of the, the part of this, like it's all happening simultaneously. Change is happening all, all simultaneously here. And I always wondered too, chasing money. I get, we're always about that, but like to what end, especially and fans have to ask themselves this. And I think Bud Elliott and cover three podcast does a great job. Like if you're an Indiana fan, like, what does it mean to you to be in the big 10 and like you to make $80 million a year, you know, off TV, like your assistant athletic director gets paid more money and you get your ass whipped four more times. Cause you've added four better programs. You're just a part of the club. That's really, yeah, you're, you are a part of the club, but like, but you are nowhere near as good as anybody else. Like, you know, Purdue, think about them too. If you're Purdue, like you're a competitive team. Sometimes you want to go to bowl games. You've added four programs in UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington that are all better than you. You know what I mean? Like, and like, that's, you are not getting helped because that hell I'd even say a school like Iowa, Robbie, like Iowa has feasted on a bad big 10 West forever. This is not good for a place like Iowa, but Hey, uh, you all see that check? Like, no, that's not what you brag about. Like are Iowa fans going to brag about the check being bigger compared to what Iowa state is getting? No. And so I'm wondering like, what, what are actually we like, what are we doing? Cause if we're hurting the quality of the sports for the sake of money, like what is the money going to, to make our lives as fans better or our watching experience as fans better? I don't think it is. No, definitely. And you hit up a good point. Like NIL and transfer portal gets blamed for all of the issues in college sports. And I like get it. If you're a head coach, like life is miserable right now just because roster management sucks. And it's hard to believe that like you lock down a kid, but then Missouri comes out and gives him a bag. Like it's hard to deal with as a coach. I understand. But like the main issue with college football and college sports is not those two things. The main issue is ESPN and all of the networks who are deciding everything because there is no leadership there to safeguard it or make any change, which gives the SEC so much power because they have the money. It gives the Big Ten so much power. And it also drives the like, like we love that regionality of it. And like, I was thinking like we for a while, like hated divisions. 
And I hate that we got rid of it now because it's like, that is a good part of it. Like you get to see these teams every year and you get to face these certain amount of teams. And like, it gives hopes to an Iowa. And it like, I understand why the TV networks did it because they would rather see Michigan, Ohio state every year for a second right. game than, you know, Michigan Northwestern or Ohio state. Like, like I understand that, but like, that is the part of the sport that we love. And instead we're just like, you know what, this is what ratings do. Let's go get that. And even like we are on YouTube and we understand what gets the most views. It is not a Kansas State football preview. It is Deion Sanders. We understand that like that is how the system is working when it comes to ratings. But like I 100% agree what is kind of making the sport bad is the networks. And my biggest thing is like, will that actually drive people away? Let's say there is no Super League. There is a 12-team playoff. And like things are fine. And let's say like the, the SEC and Big Ten don't break off. Like, will people actually stop watching college football? And what will be the point where they're like, you know what? I give up on that. That's where, like, right. I am worried because I do not think the NIL or transfer portal are going to do that because as soon as the football's on, we love it. But once that point when the football's on, we're like, you know what? I don't care as much. Yeah, I think, you know, it's that's that's kind of the big question here is like, because I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong with the idea that, hey, people won't want to watch as much. Because, you know, Oregon versus Washington or, you know, Oregon versus USC and Oregon versus Ohio State, like that sounds great each week. Now, I actually think for the Big Ten sake, it's kind of nice for them because like that won't happen because they've got so many lower level teams that it's not gonna it's not gonna happen like that. Um, you know, like 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 the SEC, like if you have a if you have a sixteen team field, sure, like, I think four SEC teams could be justified. Um, I just think four automatic qualifiers for the SEC, like is far too many. Like it's it's, it's really it's ridiculous, especially a twelve team field, like. There were cases for 12. And the problem is at that point, you are getting teams that don't really deserve to play for a national championship in there. You can say, hey, the NFL does that too. Sure. They, they do that also. Uh, but like it's kind of like what what model you know do you want to go after? Now, I like I like the five plus seven because it's gonna give one smaller conference a chance to have a team. And look, I, I think there's a good chance it's it might get rotated who that that fifth and final team is. You know, I think one year. Yeah, you could definitely see the Sun Belt having the team. Maybe the Mountain West has that team. The AAC has that team. I mean, uh, the AAC was the power conference before, but you know, obviously they lost some teams. And then obviously we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, the Sun Belt has been such a good conference recently. I know the Mac's kind of lower level, but we've seen the Mountain West have schools come up. So I'm kind of excited to see how that manifests itself. But honestly, it's cool because guess what? Like kids all across the country have a chance to play in the college football playoff. I think that's really good. And I think as the gap widens in terms of money and resources and everything between all of these schools, like I think it's it's pretty exciting to see that there's still access for everybody. And look, 16s don't normally beat ones. They eventually did. Um, there's not a three-point shot in football like there is in, in basketball. Obviously, it's a big equalizer for, for things. But I still think it is exciting to see those. I mean, App State versus Michigan is one of the reasons why people love football, right? Or, you know, or college football, at least. Like, there are those opportunities there for those things to happen. Do they happen often? No. But, um, you know, I think once again, like, you have to be worried about watering down the sport and, and what you're headed for. And also, too, I, I wonder about conference championship games. Like, you're going to get rid of those, I guess, at this point? Because, like, why do they even matter? You're going to have, you know, it's just an extra game at that point in time. So, I think 12 is fine. I think it's going to end up going to 16 because it's always like football does well. Why don't we just have more football? Right. And I'm curious about a super league. Now here's the thing. If you had a promotion relegation, I'm more apt to be on board 
Because I do think there's something to, like that's there's something to be said. The Big for, Twelve like, is the right. league of re relegation. That's awesome. Yes, right. Like and like you can move your way up. Like I think there's something excited about that. Because once again, like o Oklahoma State is a better program than a lot of programs in the SEC and the and the Big Ten. Right. I mean, I would say it's a better program. Definitely South Carolina. It's a better program. Mississippi State. I would say it's a better program than than Vanderbilt. You know. Um, like, you know, there's a bunch of the Kentucky, I would say, you know, even Missouri, you know, at times it's been better. And then the big 10, I mean, take your pick. There's a bunch of programs that, that Oklahoma state's better than and you can say it for TCU and whoever too. So I think going up and going down would be fun and exciting. And also too, I think kind of making a, some parameters where you're like, all right, if you want to play, like you do have to pay in, you know, you, you do have to show a certain level of financial commitment, uh, you know, to be a, be a part of a certain league. I'm cool with that. As long as everybody has a chance to show that level of commitment. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should just pick who you are based off the conferences. I don't think Northwestern should just get the invite. I don't think Purdue should just get the invite. Rutgers should just get the invite. I mean, Rutgers has been terrible in basketball and football for recently basketball, a little bit better, really. but like they're so bad at, in football and they've just been taking the check for years now. Vanderbilt, same thing. Yeah. That's the best way to like, if there were that opportunity for relegation, like that's the way to get the highest quality of football. But like, I don't want the big 12 to get to that point. Like, and this is where the machine keeps on churning. Uh, I really hope the big 12 takes advantage of what's happening in the ACC. And I'm not saying like grab a Virginia tech or grab like, right. You have to get a big, big time school. If you want to like stay in the party and not have it be the power to, and like, if you want to be a, like a actual respected conference, you have to go and get someone in there. And I don't know necessarily how, unless the big 10 and the SEC are like, you know what, we're, we're full. We don't want to do that. But like, if Brett Yormark wants to like keep the big 12 in national conversation and have this be like a conference people can actually respect, you have to take advantage of that right now and also win in the college football playoff. But Definitely get a school like Miami. I don't think you're going to get a Clemson, but if you could get a school like that, that's massive for this conference. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm wondering about how it's going to go. I, I still think it's going to be more likely that the Big Twelve, if they were to get schools, it'd be a Louisville, it'd be a Pitt, uh, an NC State, which I'm not saying is bad, but you know, I just kind of wonder about. It's just I mean, not like like we would enjoy that as college sports fans, but where the business model is heading. Yeah, I just don't know how. Why, why would I, why would those schools can why would those big schools consent to go into the Big Twelve? Right, like if your goal was SEC or Big Ten, I mean, why would you head to essentially what is a lateral move in terms of league? Definitely, so I think it's it's my big question with all of that. All right, Robbie, let's uh, let's do other thing I wanted to get to. Oh, the video game, the college football video game, EA Sports Twenty Five. So you were excited about this thing. Everybody's excited about this. Um, what is the thing you are most excited for with the new video game? Well, this is like my favorite video game of all time. And the fact that it was gone for so long was a, like an absolute shame. You still but play like, the last version. Do you still play? No, I do not. I, my Xbox 360 is somewhere in the ether. I don't know where that is. So that's gone. But this is like, we talked about like the dangers of college football and what will get people to stop caring this video game will get people to care so much more about college football and just like the people in it. And if you can like play as a certain team or like learn about the players through this game, even though I don't know if they'll have their actual name in it, that's a detail. I don't know, but like mm -hmm. think of the NBA, think of how many people know how good each player is in the NBA and who's good on each team because of 2k think about Madden. Right. Like you learn about like, 
what what are each players good at? And like you learn and grow an attachment to each players or even the history of the league because of the video game. And that's where I think this is so important to like get people not only to care more about it, but to get the younger people involved in college football. And I think it's a great tool for these schools to be like, hey, you loved playing as Kansas State on this video game. Why don't you come to our school? And I think that right. is such a great selling tool. And also just like, it's an amazing game. And I hope they don't do what they did to Madden and just like water it down and make it like microtransactions and make it just absolutely insufferable at some points. I really hope they do it, do a justice to it. They get the transfer portal, right? They make it as close to what we're experiencing right now. And I think that'll just improve and get people more interested in the sport as well. And also I just want to play as Avery Johnson of Kansas state, to be quite honest, I want to play as him. There's so much Avery Johnson hype this off season. It's it's uh, which I'm excited for. Um, but it's so funny, Robbie. I read all of it. It's like, if he can throw the ball at all, this will be a, this will be a problem. The, the one thing about the quarterback position. Yeah. The one like, thing about the quarterback, which is funny to see. Um, yeah. I'm with you on this. I also think too, I love the, I love the sentiment from people being, and this is also part of the, thing too people are like i just want to play with air force all i want to do is lead air force to the college football playoff. isn't that so and good like, for these mid-majors like yeah that's exactly. so good. it's great it's great and so like i think i think the idea of that is good and it's a kind of reminder right like that's what we like about this you know people go to different colleges and they see different colleges and they want to take bowling green to a national championship and they want to take a service academy to a national championship and like we should we should think about that. We make decisions about the sport as a whole. People aren't just like, finally, Michigan. Honestly, I've not heard one person be like, finally, I can play Michigan versus Ohio State. That's, that's the what worst I, like, part that's about not what anybody wants to sucks. do. It's lame. Everybody wants to make a player, send him to Bowling Green or Toledo or Wyoming and be like, we won, we won the championship. We won a Heisman. You know what I, you know what I mean? Um, and that's, that's what people want to do with these games. So it's exciting. I saw that the broadcasting crew, it's, it's a lot of great names. It's uh, Reese Davis is in there. Saw David Pollock is in there. Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit are in there. Uh, I did tweet that I I wish they would do the ACC and the CW. I wish that would be on there. It'd be a fun uh, addition to have in the in the game. Um, There's actually yeah, part of the game too where you can take tomatoes and throw them at George Klyavkov. It's, it's a great <laughs> addition. Uh, yeah, you could you could try to revive the Pac-12 if you want to. You can yeah. have a conference realignment option. Uh, we're not worried, you know, you can be a conference commissioner. Maybe it's like select an option. Would right. you like to say, we're not worried about the big 12 poaching our schools, yeah. you know, like stuff like that. Would you rather say that or play basketball games in Mexico? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like 2k, they had the, my player was like the answers. It's like, call your teammate, teammates, a bunch of bitches or be like, we play well tonight. Like those are the two options. <laughs> Who do you, you want as the conference title halftime show? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's like, you've chosen. Yeah. yeah you've chosen a liar. There you go. Boom. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I think we're all excited for it to see all the different versions. I think it's funny too, though. Nobody is asking about the actual gameplay because right. the thing about the old NFL, the old um, NCAA games, it was the old Madden physics engine. So it'd be the physics engine from the year before. I'm wondering how they're going to do it because football games are so tricky with the way, just like the way football is. They have to it's get just a hard. Right. They have, yeah, they have, to, have to, to get, get that right. right. If you have this many years and this much interest in it, you have to get it right. And one more point on it, like, I think this game can be amazing if, let's say, you're a quarterback who is on the fence about going to the NFL draft, but you have a chance to be the face of the next like cover athlete. You can be the next cover athlete. Or let's say you're a quarterback that may go round two, 
you can come back and make so much NIL money just because like people love playing you on the video game. And a lot of people want you like a lot of donors would be like, Oh, right. this is a great face. And like, I want that person. So I think like, if you're a player, like I hope more players now stick in college football, like, and don't leave early just because like you have a chance to really, you know, boost your dollar because people will play you in this video game and, and adults too. Adults yeah, are going adult, oh, to like, play this more than the kids. Yeah, honestly, because I don't think, you know, like wondering how much kids love college sports and whatnot, you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious actually about that. But yeah, adults, I mean, our age, especially Robbie is going to be playing this game so much. You know, I grew up with the game with Desmond Howard in the cover. I remember playing that and Matt Liner and all, and all that. So um, very excited about that. Let's touch on some Big 12 hoops. So, man, like. I'm worried about my, my biggest thing is I'm worried about Kansas. Um, they, they need more players just desperately, but I think the big takeaway right now is man, is Houston good? Like the Houston Cougars are just, there's such a machine and it's, it's the level of defense that they're playing. Um, it's the fact they've got crier uh, right next to Jamal shed who has been unbelievable. And they have they have Baylor this week on the road, which I'm super excited about. But there's not much debate, in my opinion. It's the best team in the league. It is the it is head and shoulders the best team in the league. And uh, we weren't worried about them coming in competing. I didn't know necessarily they'd come in and win the league uh, off the rip. I, I am I'm surprised about that. Yeah, definitely. And like I think you you talk about best team in the league, like they should be the best team in the country. Like if you can do this in the Big Twelve, and like there's a lot of schools in the big 10 that are just like not very good. And like a lot of schools in the sec are not very good. Mm -hmm. Besides I'm hearing a lot of the sec is the best basketball conference. Like shut up. That's not true it's at all. Dumb. You don't nearly have the same level of coaching that you do in the big 12. Like th th this league is a gauntlet and these are like amazing environments that I don't think a lot of people in the sec can really replicate besides a couple of schools. Houston is an absolute wagon and defensively they're great. But now that you have these shot makers that can get you a bucket, like those are teams that win in the tournament every year, like the big 12 plays So physical, will that work in March madness? Like, obviously you could like get fouled out or something like that. But I think if your team is this solid and this well coached in a college football year where everything is kind of in flux, like we don't have that pure dominant team we don't have necessarily a team that is talent rich the team that i thought was talent rich was kansas and then we find out like after the first three players they're not very talent rich and that's where right. like houston this year is the team in the big 12 is the team in college basketball if i had to pick a team to win the title right now it would be them but yeah i think besides that the story of the year i mean like kansas like you get hunter dickinson you have kevin mcculler come back Juwan Harris is one of the best point guards in college basketball, and you still kind of stink. Um, that's kind of upsetting. Yeah, I think the big thing for them is losing Arterio Morris at the start of the season was so, so big because they just don't have any depth. Like, I mean, Nicholas Timberlake has just – it's its not good when you see him out there on defense does not know what he's doing. And, um, you know, you're worried about them getting worn down. Like They have their bye week now. Uh, they're still in the Big Twelve title race, I guess. There's they're eight and five in the league, so that's that's obviously that's, good. It's Houston's. It's got like Houston, like like Houston's I got Kansas one more time, I think. Yeah, they, they've got they, this final game of the year. It's in it's in Houston too. 
Yeah, no, and so. Iowa State is a team that is sneaky as well. Um, I did not think they get to this level, but once again, like no, I didn't think so either. Really like they're, they're actual, like they're a championship contender. Like they they are actually contending for the for the championship in this league, which I did not think would happen. It's it's two parts, right? It's how good that home court advantage is. They're just such, I and mean, they're just basically impossible to beat at home. And it's a fact that you know it feels like they have more scoring punch than they did before. Robbie, like Keyshawn Gilbert next to Tame and Lipsy. Those two guys together, and then you, you add Milan Monsilovic, like they have three guys who can score. And it feels like in the past it was like Isaiah Brockington and sometimes Tyrese Hunter, and that's about it. And now they've got like multiple guys who feel like can get you a bucket, and that's a little bit different. And they they still play defense just as well as they always do under TJ Altsberger. Yeah, definitely. And you look at like their Ken Palm, their third in defense in the whole country. And we talk about offensively, like that was a team that was like 50, 60 in the country, like they're 39th. It's still not right. very great, but like we are seeing the improvements needed. Um, and yeah, Hilton Coliseum has been an absolute wagon this year. And I'm sad that my Kansas State Wildcats, even though like my team now is BYU, who has the best big man to watch in the entire country. Like I kind of like I kind of went off on him, just not off in a good way, because Ali Khalifa is the most fun player to watch in this whole league. What he can do passing his shot. He doesn't really move. Like he doesn't no. move at all. Like a sta stationary and statuesque are the words he I would parks. use. Sometimes. He doesn't look like he's like exerting a lot of force, but he's doing so much. I love watching him play. Yeah. This league has been fun this year, even though like I've kind of been watching it, like not at a professional level that I was last year with, you know, Sirius XM and with the basketball podcast, like, it's a really fun league, and I I'm I I can't believe people are like there's another league better than this right now. Yeah, man, Jimmy Dykes said that, and look, as somebody who covers us, I mean, I, I've watched, you know, I I cover all the Arkansas games, I, I do the post game show for them, so watch the league. It is not is not the case. Um, think about who the worst team in the Big Twelve is. Like Missouri is, and we, I'm sure you saw the other night the clip of Dennis Gates and Missouri coach saying we effing suck. <laughs> Like he's not, he's not wrong. Um, West Virginia is the worst team in the league. They're four and nine. Uh, here's the thing. The two worst teams in the league right now, UCF 13, 12 overall, West Virginia, nine and 17 overall, West Virginia and UCF both beat Kansas. They both beat Kansas. Um, it shows you the level of this league. Like Oklahoma state last night went to Cincinnati. That was a bad loss for the league as a whole too, because Oklahoma State, Cincinnati is kind of that bubble team. Losing at home right. to Oklahoma State was not good. They did not need that to happen. But yeah, it like shows the depth of the league. And look, yeah, these teams have flaws. But man, Purdue just lost to to Ohio State with interim coach after beating the hell out of Marquette. UConn got rolled, absolutely rolled by Creighton the other night too. So that kind of thing does happen. You've not really seen that happen to Houston, and I feel like Baylor. I mean, for Baylor, their their losses in the league have pretty much been like. They lost by seven to BYU, lost by three against Kansas, lost by three against TCU. They lost by two against Texas. They lost by four against K-State. I mean, all of these losses are like incredibly tight games. So you're not seeing teams just get rolled like that. Um, and I, I think, yeah, I think the Big 12's top is better than the top of the SEC. I like Auburn, but they just lost to him to Kentucky. Kentucky obviously has got plenty of problems. Bama looks really good, but they don't play any defense at all, which will cost them the tournament. It always does. Right. And like, we've got national championship caliber teams and coaches and, you know, you got Scott Drew and you got Bill Self, Both those guys have won championships the last five years. Kelvin Sampson's knocking on the door. I know he's old. So like, I hope it happens for him sooner than later, but like he's right there. I mean, they, they are, they are right there. 
So I would take the top. I'd take the middle of the SEC over the middle of the of the uh, the top of the Big Twelve, rather over the middle of the SEC too. Uh, I think, and I I'm not saying it's like a massive massive gap, but I think about the top of this league, Robbie, Kansas, Houston, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Baylor, BYU, TCU. I mean, Texas is sub 500 and like you put them in the SEC, they're a top five team in the league, I think so. Definitely. No, no, I agree. This league is awesome. I wish there was more star power in this league um, or even in college basketball as a whole. Um, I feel like that's been a detriment to college basketball and interest in it. And like quick question, like who do you think will rate better? Let's say a UConn Baylor national championship or a, LSU Iowa women's basketball final. And I honestly think the number might be really close say, this year. Would say Iowa. Let me see. Let me see if the rating was last year. Because uh, Caitlin well, Clark last year's rating like, sucked. Caitlin last Clark year's rating has sucked been the story of college basketball, men's or women's, the story. Yeah, she's the most popular. Yeah, she's the most popular player in all of college basketball, men's or women's. Right. Uh, let's see. The, the college sports right now. Like, yeah, yeah. Like no, she's the, I, I'm, gone. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see. It was a record low. It was 14, 15 million, basically. And that was San Diego State versus UConn. So that, yeah. that's wild. I know last year the women's final had like 9.9, but I feel like that's Yeah, that's a big number. Grow. Yeah, I think so, men's will still, I guess, outdraw it because um, that's what men's basketball just does. But I would just yeah, Caitlin Clark's more popular. She's more popular than she was last year. So if we get a stinker of a game between two smaller brand, smaller-ish brands, you might, you might be in some trouble. I mean, in terms of rating, I, I think if... But Iowa has to make it. It doesn't seem like they play much defense. Right. Um, I feel like if I, like, honestly, if I was, I, no, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. I would definitely want Iowa to be. I would make sure the fix is in. I'm telling the officials. What <laughs> yeah, I was I was about to say, Everything's like, a hand like, check. Dude, like if you are ESPN and you are the WNBA who is like, we want the star to come in. be like She can come back though. I think, I think she's got one more year of eligibility. I don't know if I, if I was her, I would just go to the WNBA and like, May be the she make more money. She that. probably makes more money though in in college. Definitely. To be honest, yeah. Well, she's she's got Nike money now. She's she's fine. She's on, I think State Farm commercials too. Yeah. Uh, all right, Robbie. Where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Yeah. Uh, follow my YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Robbie. I have a video coming out soon about Patrick Mahomes and his time at Texas Tech. Uh, and I put a lot of work into this. It's taken a week or so, awesome. so I'm really excited about that. And also, I live in Chicago now. I work for 670 The Score. Great. Great little radio station over there. Not little, big radio station over there. But I always love to come on these shows, talk to my friend Josh, um, who's killing it in Arkansas right now. Oh, thank you, man. I <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that, Robbie. Uh, all right, dude. We'll talk to you soon. All right. You're the man. Appreciate you.